Welcome to Sacred Magic. Violet is on a quest to bring sacredness back into our everyday experiences. Anyone can have an extraordinary life when they are able to tap into the sacred magic within. Violet and her guests will be sharing their divine passions, inspirations, and stories of connecting with their sacred magic. We are so happy you have joined us today. Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sacred Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Violet Rain. And today my guest is Tiffany Patterson. Uh, we connected many, many years ago in the center. She came and took angelic Reiki from us. And then she took sacred priesthood. And then she took warriors of light. And she would travel all the way out from St. Louis to Denver to take these classes every month. So she became part of our family. And then she went and got pregnant with twins. And we haven't seen her in person and in a year or so because she's been very very busy with four little ones running around and two babies all at the same time so tiffany welcome today to the podcast hello i'm so excited <laughs> i can't wait can you believe those girls are going to be two next month no time just flies just yes. flies I told my husband, I'm like, we have got to go and travel and do something. And I said, and Denver's on my list. And he said, here he goes, okay. He's like, I get it. We're going to do it. I'm like, good. I'm having withdrawals from my family. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the last time you were here, we were reopening the center and prepping for a reopening. I mean, it was brand, brand new. We were decorating and putting stuff up. And so I can't believe it's been two years since. Yeah. We saw you. That's like crazy. I think I made it to one or two classes in the new center with Warrior of Light. But the last time I was there, I had just found out I was pregnant and I just started having morning sickness. And I was like, I promise I don't have COVID. I'm pregnant. And you're like, <laughs> I knew it. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'll be right back. And then like... <laughs> Such crazy times. We miss you and your family. Yeah. Well, today we're going to be talking about self-love because this is the month of February. And for Tiffany and I and Sacred Priesthood, the month of February is all about how do we love ourselves? Not as much about the commercialism of Valentine's Day. And I think Valentine's Day is important, but I think it's really more important. And how do we love ourselves? and what is self-love because I think people have a really difficult time with self-love they sacrifice themselves always for their family for their friends for everyone and then they miss out so Tiffany share with us a little bit about your definition of self-love and what you teach your your community about self-love yeah. Um, so as a mom of four little ones, it's really, really hard to have time to really take and dedicate to yourself. And one of the things that I struggled the most was loving myself because I wasn't happy with the way 
um, things were going with my physical body. My health was going downhill. I had some complications after being pregnant with the, um, actually it was with Rhea. And from there, things just kind of started spiraling. And then of course I was pregnant with twins. So I went through a really, really dark night of not loving myself, not honoring who I was. And um, coming from the priestess side, coming from the magical side of things like this, if you're disconnected with yourself, if you're not loving who you are from the inside out, then your abilities to be magical, to you know, be alchemical and to make things manifest and be abundant are also disconnected because you're not in tune with who you are and your mission and your purpose for being here. And you're also not in tune with your own magic. And so things got a little rough there and you know, having four kids going through COVID, having the twins, and also shortly after we had the twins um, about three months later, we also became full guardianship of my special needs sister-in-law my entire world went upside down and things that i used to be able to do naturally just really started becoming a struggle and so i lost myself and um i think as a mom it's so easy to put everybody first it's so easy to put your needs last because your kids need you your kids depend on you your kids need this and that and all of the things and then you've got your house your spouse um, so my husband, who was also not getting any attention like he was hoping to get in our relationship once things kind of shifted and stuff kind of really fell apart. And um, it took me several months to really start going within and reconnecting to who I am and reclaiming my power and my voice and my love for self. So then I can also mirror that back to my kids and my family. And if you don't love yourself, then how can somebody else love you? And if you're struggling with finding your worth and if you're struggling with finding the care or um, the meeting your needs, then how is somebody else going to be able to do that for you? And so that was a big turning point for myself. And I didn't want my kids to put themselves in the same situation. I didn't want them to have to struggle or have um, self-love issues or struggles or body image struggles or anything like that. And so um, I just wanted to be an example. And I first had to take care of my own ish before I could really pass that on to others. And once I did, things took off. Um, my business took off, my personal life took off. I'm really starting to get back in tune with my body. Um, I'm getting super healthy again, which is a huge improvement for myself. And things have just been happening as if by magic, which is what I love, so. <laughs> we love that magical stuff or someone that doesn't even know where to start, you know, for that person, you know, we talk about self-love, self-nurture, self-care. We throw all that out there. And what I found is because I've been running around the center the last couple of weeks, asking everyone in the center, what is self-love to you? What do you do for self-love? And you see this blank look go over their <laughs> face because they don't even know, which is even my daughter, Nikki, the other day, I held a camera up to her and I go, self-love, what is it? She goes, uh, I don't know, right? So what is that? Can you give us some examples of how you bring in self-love for you and what you've done to help you connect to self-love? Yeah, so I get this question a lot because a lot of people don't know how to love themselves. We weren't really raised to love ourselves um most especially women were raised and conditioned from society to be seen and not heard to 
meet the needs of your spouse, to be the family, you know? And so we were never ever given the opportunity to honor who we were within. And for me, finding self-love was finding the things that lit me up, finding the things that helped me relax, that helped me unwind. Um, I love doing sacred baths. They are my favorite thing that I learned from the sacred priesthood. And it's a, it's a family thing. Like my kids get into it. My husband gets into it. I get into it. Um, but I set the intention of, hey, this is how my day went. This is what I'm wanting to release. Here's what I'm wanting to bring more in of. And here's my intention of what I'm wanting to get out of this. And so I really set that that tone of healing and growth and expansion and release so that I can be the best version of myself after resting and then waking up the next day and being ready to go, getting ready to take things on. Um, another thing that I love doing is being out in nature, just going out and connecting to the earth, connecting to the elements that we have around us and really just being grateful and aware of just how magical and beautiful we we were blessed with all this stuff and just taking time to really um, be present and again, intentional on what I'm doing. And so it's, carving out time for yourself. And I know as a mom, I felt guilty for wanting to do that. I felt guilty for wanting to take time away from my family to focus on me. It felt selfish. And so I had to do a lot of ancestral conditioning and unwinding to really give myself the permission to honor who I am, to honor my sacred temple and to honor the person that I'm wanting to become so that my children can also do the same. And it's not something that they have to feel guilty for or shameful about. And um, in doing so, it really allows that opportunity for you to reflect on the things that you want to keep in your life and the things that you want to change and shift into your life, which is really, really beautiful. Um, so I tell my clients, I say, hey, what lights you up? What gets you so excited that whenever you think about doing it, you're like, oh, yeah, and you're like a little kid in the candy store and you're like, I want this and I want this and I want this and I want this. And it's the same concept for ourselves. And then another big one, which um, might be a little controversial, too, is also just making sure that you're you're loving who you are physically, spiritually and mentally, too. And there's no shame in that. And as a society, it's something that we kind of shy away from is, you know, hey, secret, secret, don't kiss, don't touch, don't do, don't hug, don't love. That needs to stay in your bedroom. And it's like, no, affection is okay. Affection is also a way of self-love. And we need to honor what our body desires in a way that's going to support us and our relationships with our spouses. It's really important. And I think children need to see healthy relationships mm -hmm. because if they grow up to be adults and if they've never witnessed a healthy relationship, then they don't know how to have one themselves. It's, it's almost like a really great learning experience of mom and dad were affectionate. Mom and dad were very playful. Mom and dad were part of our lives. That's really important because Hopefully what happens is they carry that forward and they do the same thing with their family, with their relationships, with their connections, right? Because it's so, so important. And you talk about what lights you up. You know, we did Sacred Candles of Intention this year, which I know you're very familiar with. And some of the things on my bucket list for this year is I love to play bingo. You talk about what lights you up. I don't care whether I win or not. I really don't care. I just like to play bingo. 
And I haven't played bingo in a while. So I put on my bucket list that I've never been to a bingo hall. Then I want to go and play bingo at a bingo hall. And so we're doing that this month as a community. I'm inviting people to join us. But that's that's something that is like, wow, that's really something that lights me up. And then the other thing is I love to swim. I'm very much a mermaid. I love the water. And we just had a rec center built close to our home with a pool and a lazy river and a hot tub and all the water things so that I can go and play in the water. But that means I have to commit time away to to go and do that. And so I'm really trying to do that once a week where I go and play in the water because it makes me happy even. And I get feeling guilty. I should be working. I should be doing this. I should be taking care of the house. I should be cleaning. But we need to have our tanks filled. We need to be energetically filled from the universe. And so Going and playing in the water and the pool is something that makes me super, super happy. Just like you, I love bass, but I also love swimming and all that. You got to know what what makes that little inner child within you super excited and happy to do and go do it, right? Oh, yeah. And take that time. Um, I love the other thing that you said about um, checking in with ourselves and really loving ourselves. We have to get to a place where we look into the mirror and we love what we see because for most people looking into a mirror is very hard for them. They don't want to see themselves in that mirror because all they see is what they don't like about themselves. Why not turn it around and only see what you really love and like about you as a person and you, that person standing in the mirror, because once you start doing that and you start loving yourself, what you find is other people want to love you more too, because you loved yourself. If you don't love yourself, you're not going to be able to find love out there. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Right. And I've had people come and see me and they just so crave a relationship They so want a relationship, but they haven't found themselves yet. And you have to, you have to do your own work before you can go out there and add another person to your life. And I'm sure you see that in your work as well, Tiffany. Yeah, actually, one of the things that I do for my Warrior Mama program is, um, I, Rebecca Kimball has her Rise Sister Rise book and I love it. And one of the challenges that she has in there is to stand in front of the mirror completely exposed for three minutes and you can record yourself or you can have a notebook there. But the the intention is to set a timer and let all of those things come forward, all those nasty thoughts, all of those nasty judgments that we have, all of the imperfections that we think we have, all the things that we just turn ourselves off, that we repel ourselves, because that's what our subconscious is telling us 24 seven in the background. Anytime we see a reflection, we're checking, oh my gosh, how do I look? Or, oh my gosh, my hair is messed up. Or, oh my God, and we're constantly judging ourselves and we're just tearing ourselves apart. And so we want those emotions to come forward. And after that, um, listen to your favorite powerhouse song, empower yourself and say, you know what? That is not what I'm choosing for myself. Thank you. Hey body. Thank you for showing me that I'm 
choosing different. Here's what I'm choosing to do. And then I set them up with some really powerful affirmations. And then I have them create their own to really specifically support them in what they are going through so that they can then start reprogramming their subconscious to love themselves instead of tearing themselves apart. And you do that for 30 days. And then after the 30 days, by the end of it, you should be able to just so excitedly be like, here I am. This is me. Look how magical I am. Look what I've created. Look what I've brought into this world. Look at who I am as a woman and how I'm empowering myself and others around me. And you've built your self-confidence up so strongly that you are so in tune and so in love with yourself that you're unshakable. And then that's the women that are out there making a difference. That's the women that are building those relationships that are making things happen, that are shifting and just really loving their life and loving who they are and who they become. And so that's just something that I love to share with, you know, like I said, my mamas, because especially after having babies, it's so hard to love ourselves. Um, but also with the women that do come in and have those relationship struggles and it's like, okay, how's your relationship with yourself? And they're just like, okay, about that. It's like, Okay, let's start there and then we'll move to the next step. <laughs> it's really important. I think we have a hard time. And, you know, a lot of people believe that our spouse is responsible for our happiness and our joy or our partners. And they're really not. Um, you're responsible for your joy and happiness. You're responsible for knowing what brings you joy and happiness. You're responsible for seeing the world through that perspective. No one else can have you see that. No one else can bring that in for you. It begins within you. It's not about everyone else making you happy. And a lot of people that come in that are like, you know, my life is really not happy. I'm not really happy. Okay, let's start with you. What are you doing to create that happiness? What are you doing to create that? And it comes in lots of ways. It can be as simple as finding a beautiful outfit that lights you up, that makes you feel really beautiful and excited and happy. I mean, it's as simple as that, as what you wear, how you think, how you start your day, how you see the world, what the perspective is, because the world wants you to see all the ugliness. If you're just looking at what's out there, it wants you to see everything that's wrong, everything that's bad, everything that's ugly. Ignore that piece and create your own world of happiness and joy and beauty because it starts with us. It starts individually with all of us and it's about shifting. And so February with self-love is a great way for us to go, okay, how do I love myself this month? And it can be as simple as going and buying a bouquet of flowers for yourself. I can't tell you how many times I've had people say, you know, does your boyfriend buy you flowers? Does your husband buy you flowers? Do you, do you know people buy you flowers? No, I buy my own flowers. Mm -hmm. Yes, he buys me flowers because he knows I love flowers. <laughs> but I also buy a lot of my own fl flowers. How about you, Tiffany? Oh, yeah. Does your, does your wonderful, divine, masculine husband buy you flowers? Uh, not so much flowers. He's really good at buying me like the crystal. He, he can, he can find the best deals for crystals. I'm not kidding you. Like he came home with this amethyst one day. This thing's huge. This big guy for 30 bucks. And he's like, babe, look what I found. And I'm like, you realize I'm keeping that. Right. And he goes, I figured as much. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
but he's really really good at finding sales for like crystals and jewelry and things like that like the crystal kind of jewelry um but we do buy a lot of flowers around here one because uh Rhea loves flowers as well so she'll go to the store and she'll be like hey mom that's flowers that's really really pretty can we get them I'm like sure well now Xavier is doing the same thing he's like mom I really like these flowers can I get them for myself and I'm like of course like let's go get some but like let's go get some stuff to put them in and we'll make them all pretty and he's sitting here and he's like okay and so they'll actually set up flowers in their room and then also in the main house and so we're constantly getting flowers as well and then we turn around and we reuse them and raise candles we'll dry them out and reuse the petals um to make salts and things like that so um we we repurpose very well but we do like to go out and buy things ourselves i love i love flowers and i think <clears throat> We really connect to flowers and sacred priesthood because you have to bring flowers to every class. And what I find is a lot of people by the end of it are like, I didn't used to do flowers, but now I really need to have flowers. I like to have fresh flowers around. It makes a huge difference in your space and what you do. Just a fresh bouquet of flowers, bringing it in to freshen up the house makes a difference. And I know there's the other perspective they just die. Well, I get that. But as Tiffany says, you can dry them out, put them in your bath, put them in candles, put them in lots of things and really enjoy, do ceremony with them, gift them to the earth. You know, they're, the fairies love to have the flowers outside. So have you created a huge fairy garden there with your daughter? Yes, we have several. We're actually um, building ourselves a new herb garden and fruit and vegetable garden. That's something that the kiddos wanted to do is get a little bit more um, into making their own food. And so Ray's already got her fairy trinkets and stuff ready to go once we plant everything and get everything set up. And then we also have one set up at our lake lot down at the lake to connect to the little woodland creatures at the lake that's down there because their energy is different from what the ones are up here by us at the house. And so we have lots and lots of fairy um, setups and then dragons too. We've been bringing in a lot of dragons lately. I love the dragons. <clears throat> so what does Rhea gift the fairies on a normal basis? Because fairies like gifts too. So what does she take for the fairies when she's when she's working with her fairy gardens? So she does her flowers, which um, I mean, that's a given. They love the flowers, but she likes to try bringing them shiny things too. So when she finds sparkly crystal rocks or um, different things that are nature based that are, she's just like, oh my gosh, my fairies would love this. She'll find them really pretty leaves. She'll find them um, really pretty flowers when we go on walks or like I said, the, the stones and she'll just put them in her little garden and let them do their thing. And then every once in a while um, when we have fruit and stuff, cause she likes to feed her fairies, which I think is adorable. <laughs> um, so we'll eat fruit or anything. And she'll be like, you know what? I got some strawberries left over. I think I'm gonna put them in the fairy garden. So if they're hungry, they can have some strawberries too. And that's like, well, they like candy as well. Would you like to give them some Skittles? And she goes, I wonder if they like chocolate and she's like they don't like chocolate but they do like skittles so she goes can we get some skittles and i'm like yes we can go get some skittles people laugh at the center when i go do you put skittles in your fairy garden and they're like what and i go they like skittles mm -hmm. and they also like orange sunskiss soda in the in the bird fountain every once in a while so you know i like to give them little sweet treats because they enjoy that as well as the shiny stuff so um, I love gifting them our seashells, little seashells when you go to the beach, bring them back some shells. They love all those little things that we gift. 
Well, Tiffany, do you have any questions for me today, my darling? Because I know you had some questions as well. I do. So one of the things that I would love to hear is your ritual for self-love, because I know you are a very busy woman as well, building your own empire and having all the things and you've got Tom to hang out with and, you know, pick on all the time. But I would love to hear what your your self-love care looks like and what that feels like for you. You know, for me, just like you, when I have a hard day, I love to take a salt bath. But the other thing I've found for self-love for me is healthy boundaries. So because I'm so busy and because I have so much going on, I actually block time in the calendar for me because if I don't block it, I won't take it. And so, you know, that's the most difficult and it's hard sometimes because a client or a student or somebody will call and say, Hey, I really want to see you and those healthy boundaries. You got to really kind of stick. I would love to see you too, but I can see you on these days because if we don't take care of and re-energize ourselves, we're not able to help others. And then I think the other thing is being very aware when you're overdoing it, overwhelmed, trying to do too much because I will literally pull back stuff and take time to kind of re-energize and spend time. You know, I love, I love being at the center, but I find that I recharge by being at home working and I can sleep late if I want to. I can wear my comfy clothes if I want to. I can eat and drink whatever I want to. That helps me kind of build up my stanima to be able to go and spend 12 hours at the center two or three days a week. The other thing I've learned is I can't teach seven days a week. I can't be there seven days. So I have to really strategically set my schedule that the flow makes sense and it makes sense energetically for me. Um, And so that it's that timing. And I know that sounds very business, but boundaries are so important for us and so important that we create that time and that we know how our energy flows. We know when we're most productive, what part of the day, what do we need to have a really good day? What do we need to move through? And I love my rituals every day of being able to be at the altar and do my thing and start my day on the right foot and the right attitude I think all those are very simple in what we do. I think the clothing that we wear, the type of material that it is, that it feels good on our body, that it's soft, that it breathes is so important that um, I believe in getting up and I wear dresses every day. And I have people ask me all the time, do you wear dresses at home? Yes, yes, I do. Because they make me feel good. They make me feel good about me. They change my whole perspective. And I get the fact there are people out there that love to wear their t-shirts and jeans. I, I so get that, but that doesn't work for me. It, 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 sweatpants doesn't work for me. I want to be dressed up. I want to flow. I want to feel flowy and goddessy and beautiful and all that stuff. And I think it's super important for us, even those simple things of thinking about, You know, how does this feed me energetically? What is this about? And the other thing I love is um, watching Hallmark. And I know some people are like, really? I like to see 
everything work out. I love to see the love stories and I love seeing things work out and it makes me happy and I go to bed in a good space because everything worked out and it was a very beautiful ending versus I can't watch some of the other shows I used to watch all the time. It's just too intense for me. So I love those sweet love stories and, and shows with great messages and information. I think you have to feed your subconscious really good stuff so that you stay in that positive attitude. And that for me is all about self-love, right? And loving ourselves. Oh, I love that. Boundaries are huge. I actually, um, now that Rhea's in school, I'm we're having to switch in that we don't get to see her all the time. So I can't just run off and go do stuff like I used to do back in the day. And um, I actually committed instead of the boundaries that this summer I'm taking the weekends off and I have a couple events here and there on the weekends just because not everybody can do something during the week. And I understand that and I want to honor that. But I also really wanted to honor the time with my family that I have where we can take a road trip and go to the lake for the day or stay down at the lake for the camp for a weekend and, you know, all of the things. And so I've already started implementing it into my business so that by the time summer and spring, like spring starts coming and things start warming up, it's already like, oh, yeah, she's closed on the weekend. I need to get a hold of her beforehand or, oh, she's closed. I'll get to talk to her on Monday kind of thing. That way I'm not taking away all my time from my family and from the kids and we can really honor you know the summer together and i took it so many days that are literally just for appointments so many days that are literally just focusing for the business and doing all like the tedious customer service things and so um really setting those boundaries is super super important and um i love that you brought up the fact of your own clothing because i'm the same way if i'm putting content out I'm dressed, I'm in pretty outfits, I have my hair and makeup done. And like, I just really honor who I am and setting that energy of confidence and setting that energy of beauty and setting that energy of love and compassion and all of the things instead of showing up in your jammies, your hair is a mess. Like there's a different vibration in the way that we dress ourselves and the way that we present ourselves. And so the days that I'm doing customer service, heck yeah, I'm in my jammies. <laughs> but the days that I'm actually putting content out, whether it be a workbook, whether it be social media posts, whether it be a recording, I'm making sure that I'm showing up in full integrity and supporting my values and showing up for who I'm wanting to be and the energy that I'm putting out into the content that I'm putting out. And, you know, I do, I ask myself, I'm like, hey, is this going to bring me money? Nope, not that one. Is this money? Is this outfit going to bring me money? Yep, cool. Here we go. I'm ready to step into abundance. I'm ready to build relationships. I'm ready to really let people see me for who I am and what it is I have to offer. And our clothes are something that really dampen some of our magic sometimes just based off the color, the mood or how they make us feel. And so that was something that was really interesting for me to learn um, in Sacred Priesthood. And I thought it was really fun to go through and try energetically try and close at the store i'm like oh this is cute and then i hold it up and i'm like nope not so cute no more no thank you <laughs> well how we how we show up is so important it's very energetic and and how you're showing up to the world and how you're presenting yourself is is hugely important it changes inner and outer impressions your impression of yourself and how others impress you 
I can't tell you how many priestesses and priests have told me after walking sacred priesthood that people treat them differently in the store because they dress differently or when they're out there, you know, they have this whole different vibration coming in. And it is, it is so true that when you show up and even Tom walks behind me sometimes, cause I'm dressed up most of the time. And he's like, you don't even notice that people are like, looking at you because I wear really long, pretty dresses some days and I walk through the store and they're like, what is she doing? Um, but I feel good in them and I show up and people notice and we notice ourselves. So I love that aspect. Yep. You hold yourself differently. And there's just a, there's something magical about, you know, really honoring yourself and giving yourself that permission to be like, beautiful and to be you know i did that the other day and i wasn't even super fancy